You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hard true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am your host for our podcasting festivities, but I've also got a group of awesome co-hosts joining me for this episode. I've got in co-host seat number one, I've got Mr. MC Brooks. In co-host seat number two, I have Mr. James Rambo and our guest. And in co-host seat number three, uh, her name is Ms. Jay Della. Uh, so thank you all for joining, as uh, as we tend to do for this podcasting thing. Um, we didn't mention it in the last episode, and I wanted to talk about it because I know that MC has been throwing some time at this game. Um, Jess, you've been spending some time doing this as well. There's a new Pokemon game that just came out. And this is for the Switch, correct? Yes. yes okay, so, so, so tell me about the Pokemans. I want to know about the Pokemans. I listen... So, uh, I have been, I've been keeping up with Pokemon more in the past couple of years than I have, like, in, in the past. I liked it as a kid, but, um, they're doing a lot of remakes of previous games. Um, the overall idea is typically the same in every game. Um, usually the main difference is just the types of Pokemon you can catch, the region that you're in, etc. But, um... You go through and battle trainers, and then you want to get your gym badges. And there isn't, there's definitely a very strict storyline to follow in the other games. Um, but they have released a new game. Um, it's Pokemon, uh, I don't know if it's Legends Arceus or Arceus. Yeah, Legend. Legends Arceus. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And. I ha- I think a lot of people had their doubts about this game when the trailers were released. I don't know how you feel about it, MC, but when I first saw the trailers for it, I was like, I don't love the animation. I don't like, I don't, it's, they have completely changed the, the game style, like the way that this game is played, um, any sort of storyline. And I was just like, mm, I think they're trying to go for something completely different and it's probably going to flop. And I've never been more wrong in my entire life. Um, I think that this game has brought everything that I have ever wanted in a Pokemon game, but didn't think that I would be able to get because of that kind of formula that they've followed in previous games. Um, It's a lot more like open world, which we did see in Pokemon Sword and Shield a little bit, wouldn't you say, uh, MC? Absolutely. And I think it's a big, that's also a big reason why that, those games also did really well. Right. And, but even with those games, I still, I didn't, I like, so far, I like Arceus a million times more than I liked Sword. I still haven't finished Sword, I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But 
there's a, there are new elements in this game that, that weren't ever there before um, that I really enjoy being like in, in the open world, the Pokemon can actually attack you now, which yeah. um, was never a thing before. That was not a thing. <laughs> you could run into <laughs> them and then battle them, but a Pokemon can actually hurt your character and attack you. And um, it, it, like catching a Pokemon is a lot more, um, I don't, it's to me, my personal opinion is it's like Breath of the Wild and Pokemon mixed together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, honestly, that's kind of what, what, like, this game is a direct result of the success of Breath of the Wild because what you're seeing now in video games across, like, it across various franchises is almost everyone is like transitioning slowly to this like format of game. Just because of how well Breath of the Breath of the Wild ended up doing. I mean, we have a like this was like one of the major ones coming out this year. There was a trailer that just came out a few hours ago for an open world Seven Deadly Sins game based on the anime. Uh, Sonic is transitioning to an open world game that comes out later this year. Oh, wow. uh, there's stuff about a, a Star Wars open world game that's going to be coming out. Um, like this is kind of like. Like and like I I I I share a lot of your thoughts about about this game too. I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> playing with it, and like it, like it's the one I, it's the one thing I've been kind of wanting for a really long time, and I I, I thought the trailer was great, um, but I, I wasn't sure how the practice was going to be because right. even before I started playing yesterday, like I, I was seeing a lot of early early um, uh, reports about this game being bad, or people not being happy with uh with like how with you know like how, how the game looks how the game plays so on and so forth but okay. honestly i love it like it I, I like that it's like it's different like do i want to be charged that by pokemon ever no um but am i okay <laughs> doing it in this game in this game and it's a new mechanic that adds a new element to these games that i've been playing since the fifth grade yeah i like it like it's it's really cool Right. And I do think like you, like you were kind of saying, like, do I ever want to be charged up by Pokemon? No. <laughs> um, but I do think that it adds this extra level of understanding about the Pokemon universe where in, in other games, sure, you're, you're in um, the different regions. But in this game, I feel like I'm truly understanding what it would be like to be a character in in the region dealing with pokemon on a daily basis battling pokemon um the one thing i will say about the game that i me personally i i wish there was a little less dialogue <laughs> there is so much dialogue yeah. in this game that like the second that somebody starts talking i'm like i'm gonna be here for the next 10 minutes spamming a <laughs> on my switch um but there are so many people who who really like dialogue and storyline and i like the storyline it's just like there's so there's so much to this game and oh no i agree like no i mean i, I like dialogue but this is a lot for me <laughs> <laughs> right like, because like the thing like you you said it earlier like Pokemon Pokemon games generally speaking they have the same format it's the same you're you're starting as a trainer you pick your your starter you go around catching them you go collect badges or uh, I don't I don't remember what what they called them in um was it, were they badges in Sword and Shield because yes. I feel like there was okay I thought there was one of them that they changed like what they like what they weren't badges they were something else um, but in any case like the the 
like they're not doing anything tra- like new. They're not reinventing the wheel <laughs> with right. with with any of these new releases. All they can do is add little elements that that you know make it a more make it more distinct from previous entries, and you know uh, like add on like add to the the overall experience of playing these. Like they don't like. I, like I'm okay with them like wanting to add in like a like a like a a story that's not just you know you being uh, the protagonist collecting Pokemon and, and becoming a master. I'm I'm okay with adding a little bit more story than that. I I really like the story um, that went along with uh, with Sword, but like right. I don't I don't necessarily need it. You know like right yeah. Like, they know why we're here. Like l- <laughs> let me get, like. Let me go get my Pokeballs. Let me go catch some stuff. Get get you know train train them up really strong. Put a really good team together, and go out and you know get my badges. Go on some side missions and and do that. Like that that's what that's why we're here. Right. Like, and with the previous games, the way that it was set up, playtime for me, I could beat the entire game in a day, um, or two. But there are so many side quests in this game. I just started last night and I have like 22 side quests built up. Just, I'm like 28. I, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, even after I finish the main part of this game, I'm going to have another 12 days of side quests to do. And I do like that about it because I, I, I do after, since it, you've also played these games after playing them so many times um once you get the type matching kind of down and going through the gyms is so easy um oh, for sure yeah and so you could fly through the games and i like that about some games some games you don't want to spend a bunch of time on but they definitely added to me this is a game entirely in a league of its own with pokemon and i am obsessed with it so far I gotta say too that like it, it, I'm really impressed for the most part with Pokemon because it seemed like it was just gonna be a fad when I was I, I remember being a kid and seeing a lot of my friends get into it. I was never really into it, but like never like disparaged it. But like I always just thought it was just gonna be a thing that lasted for a little bit and it would be one of those things like we were talking about earlier. Um, it would just be nostalgic. Hey, remember Pokemon? Like it never got to that point. It just kept evolving and everybody is stuck with it like i don't think i've ever heard anybody say you know i was cool with pokemon until this thing happened and then i was out no everyone has stayed with it oh that definitely exists in the fandom mike is it really okay <laughs> def- well i mean that's that definitely that definitely exists <laughs> right, okay well that that makes sense though because all fandoms are like that but like even right. like like jacks plays pokemon go like oh i know you new- be sending gifts yes i'm so happy about their their pokemon go friends hooray um, it's just one of those things that's crazy to me to think that this thing has evolved the way it has, but also is still relevant. And like this, the new version of this game sounds like they're, they're doing some creative stuff with it and trying some new things with it. And like, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think one of, one of the things that they've done is like, instead of having, like, you're not playing as Ash this time around. Like, you have a an, an original character that you can design, oh, which cool. adds to the fun of the game, being able to... Kind of like Pokemon Go. Yeah, being able to, to design your, uh, put your outfit together, put your character together, however you want them to look. I mean, yeah. they could definitely use more customization options, but even what they have is really cool. And over the course of the... <clears throat> excuse me. Over the course of the game, um, like, you can... Like for example, in in sword in sword and shield, you can 
like based on when you beat a gym, you can you can get an outfit that like fits the theme of the gym you just beat. And there's some really dope fits that they that they have in there, which is really cool. So like that like I think like so just adding stuff to make it more fun and more accessible to more people yeah. is a big reason why Pokemon has 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 been as huge as it has. Because like I mean the anime is over well over a thousand something episodes. I. Yeah, I, I'm already on my journey with an with an anime with that many episodes, and I can't do two. But <laughs> what I've seen of like what they've done with the with even the an with even the anime and like there there are different versions that take place on different timelines. Some of them follow different characters, like some might follow Ash, might follow Red. They're different pairings. They've they've done the nostalgia thing of you know uh, Brock and Misty or other. Uh, characters from the initial run showing up in later episodes and you know reuniting and like it being such a big deal i saw something the other day about um the butterfree that ash let go of in the original series finally making a comeback and them finally seeing each other again which is really dope i i'm, I'm not caught up in pokemon but I, I, I might go watch the episode just to go see it yeah but like they, they do a good job of i feel like of um, of doing stuff so that like the like kids like uh, Jax's age who are like new like doing stuff to to get more people into it while also not and Sonic Team can take a note not shitting on the people <laughs> who yeah. were fans from the beginning and you know doing stuff to keep those people happy too so that like hey we can we can all celebrate our love and fandom of this franchise yeah yeah and I I completely agree with that and. The, the things that they've added in the in the new game, like there are so many different combat aspects. Um, like you said, the personalization, like I, I realized that based on your starter, you can get an outfit that is um, kind of decorated and designed to match your starter Pokemon in the game, which is like a neat little thing. That's cool. um, yeah, and I mean, realistically with how much information and stuff there's about pokemon i feel like mc we could go on a mini series rant about oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the various <laughs> different things but overall so far this game I'm, I'm given 10 out of 10 if you've never played pokemon before um and you liked uh breath of the wild you like a little bit of combat combat and storyline i think that this would be an amazing game to pick up and start off your pokemon journey with i think it's a really 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 good one so far yeah, I, I agree, agree 110%. And I also think the other thing that could also help set this game apart is because of the nature of it being open world, it opens this game up to a DLC in the future where mm -hmm. you can have, where you can, you like, like this appears from what I know is not like what a lot of lazy studios do where they release half the game and then make you pay an additional $40 for the actual like rest of it. Like this right. feels like it's a it's a full full length game that you can spend a lot of hours in, especially especially with the amount of side quests that you that you get. <laughs> um, but it seems it, like it's a good thing that they're gonna be able to open this up to like DLC in the future, um, where they could maybe like if if they if there's a new um, legendary that shows up, um, they can they can add in like a DLC pack so that you can go on a mission to like maybe catch it or like you know, go through some story. Because I, I, the other thing, too, that I've really liked that Pokemon has done in recent years is how much they've they've expanded just the lore of Pokemon. And, right. like, we've learned so much more about, the, like, the legendary birds, the legendary dogs, 
you know, who was the starting Pokemon, um, like how how Pokemon existing, you know, has affected that that world. And like right. because I love science, that there's a there's a whole thing about like the the evolutionary connection that people and Pokemon evolve, have a common ancestor that they evolved from. That's a whole other thing that I'm not going to go down. And I'm not going to go down now. <laughs> but I, I, but like it's it, it is like I I love this game so far, and I'm I'm excited that like even six six months to a year from now, there's a possibility that they could have DLC that can make me come you know come back to play this after my initial run through. Right. And Mike, the last thing that I'm going to say on it is you mentioned like Jax playing Pokemon Go and getting into it. And over the past couple of games, um, I know um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, they kind of integrated it um, from the start of Pokemon Go. They've tried kind of integrating things together with Pokemon Go and uh, these console games. And I, I haven't been a huge fan of it because I, I play Pokemon Go, but like usually there are a lot of steps, but a lot of the controls and information in this game are taken from Pokemon Go. So somebody like, so a, a kid like Jax who um, plays Pokemon Go and likes Pokemon Go, but maybe hasn't played um, the, the console games for Pokemon. If, if this is the starting point, then there are going to be, um, similarities between the two games that um, they can kind of pull from. So I, I like yeah. the direction that they've gone with that, too. They're, they're making it accessible. Yes. Where it doesn't need to be a thing that you have to know every single game and play every single app. Yeah. No, and that's, that's, a, great, that's a great thing, for sure. Um, all of you, the three of you, um, are gamers still at this point. I'm not. So that was one of the things that I was going to even give a chance to tie into, because I know that... Um, you guys can chat games for a little bit here too, especially because there's so much stuff out there right now, like MC Rambo. I know you both have been playing the new Metroid game as well for the Switch. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Tell Thank me a little. You. Tell me a little yeah. bit about this too, man. Because like, honestly, full disclosure here, folks. Um, last week after our podcast, um, I ended up having an infected tooth. I had a root canal about a year and change ago, and the guy who did it didn't do such a hot job, so it got infected. And I had to have it pulled, and I've been in a whole bunch of pain pretty much all week. So I've really been enjoying just listening to my friends talk and kind of taking a back seat today. So I would love to hear what you guys have to say about um, Metroid, because honestly, like reading the conversations that y'all have in the chat, this game sounds dope as shit. Oh, yeah. No, this this game is absolutely fantastic. And like as great as it is, like Pokemon is probably going to take me away from it for a little bit because there's a boss I'm stuck on. And I really don't want to get frustrated <laughs> today <laughs> in trying to beat it. Um, but e even with where I've gotten to to this to this point, like it has, like it, it is just th this game is this game has really reminded me just how much I've loved the Metroid franchise for as long as I've enjoyed it, and how much that I'm like, why does Nintendo not care about money when they could there's they could be doing so much more with this franchise with how great it is and I'm very happy about this game um and 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 you know like uh Rambo you were you reacted to my TikTok that I put out the other day about the fact that Metroid you know could be a billion dollar movie franchise if they really really wanted to do it um Dude. but this this game in particular it's I mean it's 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 awesome it it kind of it builds on like the last Metroid game I played was Samus Returns on the 3DS, 
and I, I, I guarantee I probably logged well over a hundred hours in that game because I replayed it a ton. Um, but this game just kind of ups the ante. There's, there's, uh, th- there are a lot of new abilities that you get, and it really forces you to be m- way more creative with how you have to go about uh, defeating even common enemies, let alone bosses. Like it's not it's it's not something like you cannot button mash in this game and just win in like five seconds. Like there there's a lot of strategy that you have to do, and the game does a good job of like putting you in positions where you can figure out how. Like it doesn't tell you what to do, but it puts you in a position where you can figure out what you're supposed to do next, how you need to go about defeating uh, this this enemy or, or get access to this room right here. And like, if you're someone who enjoys puzzles, like that's part of the fun and the intrigue. It's like, okay, this thing is all the way in the top right. Obviously, I can't jump up there, but hey, maybe if I shoot around, oh, cool, secret passageway. Cool, I'll get to crawl, you know, go in the ball form, crawl through this maze here, figure out how to get past this enemy that I can't shoot at because I'm in ball form, so I have to, you know, lure it with some bombs and hopefully, hopefully, kill it. And like that's kind of the that's kind of like the fun of of playing of playing this game is, it's not, it's not super straightforward, but it kind of is, and you get to be really creative with kind of how you go about defeating enemies and figuring out new parts of the puzzle and really progressing further and further into the game um, to really uncover like the bits and pieces of the story that you get along the way. It. That game manages to be more engaging than a lot of the other Metroid games I've played, and specifically like 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 the story. I, I very oh, yeah. rarely care about the story um, in those games. Like it's it's not that's not what I'm there for. Um, but the you know the 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 background on the Chozo and and like you know where you are and who you're dealing with and like there is a really great reveal that is um that is coming your way uh i don't think you probably you probably haven't gotten to it yet which which boss are you on uh the 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 really annoying flying one that one is super fucking annoying um (laughs) (laughs) um They managed to, um, yeah. The, you you definitely haven't gotten this reveal done yet, but it's it's something that is implanted like early on in the game. There is a direct clue about something. Um, I I very rarely like immediately go back and play and replay games, and I have been kind of itching to to get back into this one. Um, I've been watching a bunch of videos on YouTube. That are just like you know here's you know eight little details that you may have missed and there is so much background storytelling going mm-hmm. on um to the point where like the so when you first start like basically before you even like get into the like gameplay proper you land on this planet you take this elevator all the way down to the the initial world you're in and Hey, Someone real, went real quick while you're doing this for yeah. anybody who's not familiar with Metroid. You land on this planet. Why are we landing on this planet? Who who is Met, who is Samus? Like, 
Samus Aran is a uh, bounty hunter. Uh, she is one of a handful of people who can wear uh, this ancient Chozo armor. Chozo were this, this alien race of giant bird people. Um, she is just like bad bitch, just straight up like bad motherfucker. Um, best way to describe her. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's the thing. <laughs> to the point where it's 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 um, her gender has nothing to do with any real part of the character beyond like, oh, it's just fucking cool that like one of these, just like one of the baddest badasses in the universe is a woman. Um, and and you get that like fun little reveal at the end of the first game. Like you, if you beat the first game when you get the the good ending. Her armor pops off, and it's like, there's Samus standing there. You're like, oh, that's I've been a girl the whole time? What the fuck? Um, but yeah, so you go around and like... Uh, uh, well, okay, so this game and the Castlevania games uh, ended up taking on a similar play style um, or, or design style to the point where the term Metroidvania refers to a specific kind of game wherein you will have to explore and re-explore areas multiple times as you, over the course of the game, uh, gain new, new abilities um, and can then go back to places you've been before and now access areas that you couldn't. Um, in the badly designed versions of these games, that means that you will end up doing the same thing multiple times, which is very frustrating. In a game like Dread, the game is very smart and very careful in its design about, like, okay, you've got a new ability. We're going to nudge you in this direction so that you can now go and use that ability. And then, then it will eventually cycle back around to you coming back to a place that you've been before, only now you can get further along inside that area. Um don't get me wrong, there are still places where you can get caught up, and, and to the point where I definitely looked up a couple spots online, um, and there was there was one there was one thing where I got stuck, and I was like, fuck, this is I soft-locked myself. I don't know how to get past this. And in Googling it, there was like a couple Reddit threads that were like, there is no soft-lock in Metroid Dread. If you think you have, you really haven't. Soft-lock being um where you manage to get into an area that you can't get out of yeah. um before you're supposed basically you can do a, a place where you don't before you have the ability to get out of it yeah um and so you you've effectively locked yourself inside a part of the game um so there are definitely like there's a couple little decisions here and there where I was like all right if you made this a little bit clearer I would not have gotten stuck here um but it's also like, all right, well, you know how certain things work. When in doubt, shoot shit. Like, aim around the level and see what happens. Um, but yeah, there's like, there's so much really subtle world building going on around you. Like, creatures you will see. Um, there's a there's a big monster in the background of one level that is being experimented on. And you're like, oh, okay, whatever. That's just a thing. Later on, that creature's not there anymore. And it becomes, oh, okay, well, where'd it go? And, like, 
it pops up later on. So like, there's all these spots where like you'll 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 go into a, a an area where like the the like the heat pump, the heat regulation for the for this planet has broken down, and so now this spot that was all uh, water is now frozen solid. So there's all these places you can't access anymore, but that means that kind of the game kind of funnels you in a play in a direction toward where you're supposed to go. Yeah. Um, and there are plenty of fucking puzzles. Like there's I a big part of Metroidvania games is search and collection. It's going through and finding like special weapons and uh, energy tanks and things like that to like improve your health, but also improve like the number of projectiles you get. So like missile containers are a big deal in Metroid games. And there's one that I haven't gotten. And I'm I'm half tempted to go back and try it because it is a really fucking involved um, puzzle that it's not so much figuring out the puzzle as it is doing a series of actions in a very particular uh, um, order of operations. And I'm like, this just seems like a big pain in the ass. There's this ability to get- the fire one, is it? The one in the lava room? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's one of the Shine Spark puzzles um, that, all right, so, so one of the abilities you get is uh, uh, speed boost and it's essentially it's just it's just what it sounds like. When you you start being able to run faster, and you get to a certain point where you can run like through certain walls and things. Basically, you can break through certain blocks. While you're speed boosting, there's an ability called Shine Spark, and it's where you essentially take all of the energy you've built up, concentrate it, and you point in a certain direction, and you shoot off like a rocket. And you can use the shine spark offensively like against enemies, but you can also use it to like, basically you have to save up this energy and, and use it in the right, uh, right spots so you get access to certain things. But the shine spark doesn't like, you can't just do it and then hold on to that energy indefinitely. You have about five seconds before it dissipates. And that means you have to like do it, and reset it and then keep moving and then reset it and then keep moving and it just it's really fucking involved and it's it requires like running between like multiple little stages and you know hitting the shine spark at like specific angles and shit and i'm like come on man like that's i'm at 99 percent on that same file and i'm like ah i can just get to one fucking thing um but yeah, like that's also the beauty of this, these kinds of games. It's like the the you know, for someone who is a completionist, there is a completionist aspect to it. It's not just you've played through the game. It's like you can beat the game without getting everything. Um, like there, are, I think there's at least one or two techniques in in Dread that you don't need to finish the game. Um, but you know, it's so much more fun if you can find everything and, and use everything. Um, but yeah, like, and and it just looks so fucking good. Like, it's a dread is a callback to like the Super Metroid and Samus Returns games and things, where it's a two D side scroller, but it's all done in three D, and there are a lot of cutscenes that'll go into three D, like in game engine and back into three D, um, and they look fucking phenomenal. Everything looks fantastic in that game. Um, it's also one of the few times you actually hear Samus speak, 
but she doesn't speak in English. She speaks in Chozo to, to one of the other Chozo, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I was very, very thoroughly impressed with that game. And I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to pick it back up again and do like a new game plus, uh, and, and see what I can find. And, and yeah, it's, it's just really beautiful and really fun. And, um, it also introduced a, a new element that I'm still not sure if I like, but it's definitely at least, you know, it's new. It's an experiment. Uh, these creatures called Emmys, uh, which are these like really fucking hard to kill robots um, that uh, that act as like security in certain sections of, uh, of the game. Um, and they're a big pain in the ass. And, and don't get caught. Fuck no. <laughs> Do not get caught under any circumstances. Yeah. Because, you, because like, it'll, it'll basically, like, pin you down. And you 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 have the ability to, um, to like, parry it before it kills you. But you don't know exactly when you're supposed to hit it. And if you're off by even, like, a tenth of a second, like, it, 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 that's it. Yeah. There's, there's all these quick time events throughout the game, which I've heard a couple of people complain about. But honestly, I thought that the the inclusion of those was was actually pretty slick. Um, I, I don't I don't understand like and, and not even necessarily the the pairing system within the game proper, but like in like oh there's all this exposition and cutscenes. I'm like, so you mean a video game? I don't <laughs> I don't like, is this a problem? Like this is something that's been going on since yeah like the 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 mid 90s like why is this you don't want cutscenes go play tetris right and also like oh and they're they're unskippable cutscenes no they're not yet you can skip all of those yep you just have to do it like you have to know how to do it um but yeah exactly oh sorry i'm sorry the story's getting in the way of your gameplay (laughs) um but yeah no the emmy the, the fucking emmy parry system is yeah it's it's randomized so you don't know exactly when to hit the button to parry it. I've been able to pull it off a couple times, but it's so very I. much like uh, now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like I should play the lottery because I parried the same one twice in one interaction. What? Just oh, yeah. <laughs> You're the chosen one. But yeah, it's the chosen one. Oh, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's really fun. Um, it is really fun to look at and see how different things act and react. Like all, there's all this care and attention put into the animation. Um, stuff like when Samus walks up to one, one of the, the common um, like uh, tech, uh, techniques, but like uh, special abilities that she has throughout all the games is the morph ball. And she has the ability to turn to like this little sphere and kind of roll around and do stuff. Well, there are certain areas where you can only get through either by sliding through it or by turning in the morph ball. And before you have the morph ball, when you walk up to like one of these little um, like tunnels, uh, Samus will put her arm up, like put her hand up on it in a certain way. And it's just a really subtle little animation. But once you have the morph ball, she grabs onto the edge in a different way. And it's the kind of thing where like, Unless you're looking for it, you won't even know that's there. But by doing that, there's all like they, it's clear that they they really had their shit together when they were designing the game, and they were able to put in all these little details. I remember when uh, when Doom Three uh, was being released, one of the things that they focused on 
was their sound design because it had been one of the things that they had kind of like let go by the wayside for most of the development of, of, of all those games. And that is also why Doom 3 has like some of the creepiest sounds and sound effects in that whole franchise. And it's really nice when you're able to see a development studio really put the effort in to um, making the smaller aspects of the game um, uh, just as exciting and, and, and just as, um, as engaging as, as the bigger stuff. Um, because, you, you know, maybe you're playing through a second time or you just, you know, happen to look in the right spot and you notice that, like, oh, when she walks up to a ledge in the older 2D games because of just like the the nature of, of pixels and stuff you could kind of like edge out over the the um the edge of a cliff and she would be standing on nothing but now because this is supposed to be a little more grounded and more realistic when she walks up to the edge she'll kind of glance over it and take a step back and it's just really fucking cool man like it, it adds this this feeling of intelligence on the on the part of the character uh i could keep talking about this for a while (laughs) like i just like one of the things that i used to love when when and going again since a a running theme of this uh series of podcasts this week has been uh nostalgia when i did work for gamestop and uh just worked with me we would have these conversations about video games that we loved and we would sometimes talk to customers about it but most of the time they were idiots and <laughs> when I would go into the games that I like to play and customers were like, oh, I want a recommendation for a game. And I would give games like Bioshock that like they would take the time and the effort to make it not just something for you to button mash and blow shit up. It was art. It, there was a story. There was concept. There was depth, like things like that. These are the things that I loved about video games. So hearing that like Metroid does this, that's amazing. That's that's dope. I love that. But like. It's just so funny, like hearing that those are the games that are. I say I don't even know what's like super popular right now, but like for the most part, my guess is is that it's kind of the same way it's always been. It's the games where you get to blow shit up and you get to frag people that people are probably like. Yeah, the most, Apex, League of Legends. Yeah, you know, those those are your most popular. Halo, yeah. uh, Call yeah. of Duty, so on and so forth. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and part of me wonders too, um, because. You know, like the console wars has been a thing for forever. And the great thing about the console wars is that Nintendo has just been off to the side watching everyone else argue about PlayStation versus Xbox. And they just carved out a light, a nice little niche for themselves Yeah. Where, 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 you know, people people may act like Nintendo is the, the, the kiddie system or, or, or whatever. But they 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 have real they have they have gotten a roster of really solid releases and franchises that like you don't hear people complaining about something on Switch being a bad game the same way you hear about uh, something on PlayStation or Xbox that came yeah. out being 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 a terrible being a terrible game. You don't and, hear that. Yeah, that's a really really good point. And and part of me wonders too if the the if Nintendo themselves and the studios that they work with if they are taking time to go that extra mile partially because you know they are kind of using inferior technology compared to like the Xbox, the, the PS5 and the, whatever the newest version of Xbox is in terms of like the frame, the frame rate of their games and like how, like how good and how smooth some of their stuff is. If it's made Nintendo, like I said, they're kind of doing their own thing anyway, but if they have 
made the step to, to go the extra mile simply because they are kind of using technology that's kind of lesser oh. compared to what is on, like what, like what you get with the PS5 or um, Xbox Series S or X, whichever, whichever it ends up being. You also have to realize, too, and this is just like kind of my two cents on it, is like you do that, and, it, and again, it goes back to what I was saying before where it's an art form, but mm-hmm. also, too, if you're constantly having to be the top dog when it comes to the best technology, um, the, at the rate the technology is growing and at the rate that it's improving upon itself, especially when it comes to anything computing and anything video card-wise, like you're going to be outdated in a matter of months. Oh, for sure. It, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a big reason why PC gaming has gotten so huge in, in, in recent years because um, by, by the time most of these consoles end up coming out and become available for, for public purchase, they're also outdated. You know, yeah. like the, you, you, can get, you can upgrade your PC to get the latest specs for stuff. When the when PS5 and, and uh, Xbox Series S like when those come out, they are already a little bit behind where P, where PC gamers are in terms of like visuals um, uh, for these games that, that that are being played. It's why some people actually believe that console like consoles are going to be obsolete in like the next ten years. Yeah, simply because of how many people are transitioning to more PC gaming. Um, and, and, and like I said, the, the technology is, is almost at a point where it's outdated, like when it releases, as opposed to becoming outdated uh, a, a couple years after 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 it comes out. Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a PC gamer, so like I'm hoping consoles don't don't ever go go away. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like keeping here. myself keeping yeah. my keeping my stuff separate. Yeah, Jesse, you're you're console, not PC, right? Yeah, no, I I just don't have the space for a PC. Um, Same. I <laughs> I I like my console. I think the next big thing is gonna be um, kind of what Steam is doing, the yeah. Steam Deck, um, because the Steam Deck is it, it it's basically a PC in the form of a console. Like you can run any operating system off of it. Um, and you can mess with it like a computer, but it's, it's, it's a handheld console. So, um, I I think that that's going to kind of be the direction that quote unquote consoles go to, but, um, I agree with Nintendo kind of staying in its lane with, with everything and kind of maintaining that with their, with their games. Um, but PC, I just, I don't have the space. <laughs> or honestly, like the time. That's the other thing too. Is like right. it's. I, I get it. Like it. You know. Hey, it's great. It's you know. You guys can have better graphics. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but but like, I've the all... portability. Like you. Yeah. Can, I, I can. I can take my Switch with with me on the train, or like go sit at the park and play the Switch. I can't do that with my PlayStation or or Xbox. Yeah. Right. And like additionally too, it just becomes one of those things where, and I'm a huge believer in this, the most modern technology is not always going to make the best game. And it, it's the same thing with movies. Like think about how many movies have like the most cutting edge special effects and like this is great and this is great and they're using this to make this look like this. But like in the end, the story isn't good. None of that matters. You still need a good story. And that's that's why it's so interesting to me to, to hear like that they're taking this level of care to make sure that the story is good. That's, that's a really good thing in my opinion. 
Yeah, and, and to be fair, like Nintendo games, Switch games don't look bad. Like I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a stickler for these games needing to have like 60 FPS or like that. Like that stuff, I, I don't care as much about. I, I really just want games to be good. Yeah, no, 100%, man. I get it. Um, I wanted to pivot here, and I want to talk about some of the things that have been in the news with everybody's favorite uh, pop icon uh, and her insane legal troubles, and that is Miss Britney Spears. Uh, Jay Dilla, as the resident expert when it comes to all things Britney, um, give us kind of a, a, a quick rundown, because I know that, like... We had the episode of Mike Explores where we talked about the conservatorship and how fucking awful it was. But Britney's gotten out of the conservatorship. And right. now we're starting to find out that her sister has a lot of ugly shit going on uh, involved with this as well. So kind of kind of keep us up to date or at least like give us a rundown on what, what's been happening recently. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't too much. I mean, it seems like Britney is just trying to live her best life at this point. Um and the thing with her sister is that her sister just released a book. And um, in that book, she talks about Brittany and their relationship and um, how things were when they were younger. But in everybody's opinion, it's kind of like, why would you write disparaging things about her and then like release it and promote it at this time? Like, it's because you know that you're going to make money off of it. There's going to be attention. But um, Brittany has just been completely transparent on her Instagram. She has been going on rants and just going on and on about how her sister is lying and um, how her sister was never actually there for her through the conservatorship. Um, and how how she, how she herself was um, complacent in you know, the 13 years that, um, Britney Spears wasn't able to live her life, um, and have her autonomy. So, um, a lot of it, I think is difficult because they are siblings, but at this point, after 13 years, it almost seems like the discourse between them is like they were estranged. Like they, I, I it's, I don't know. It's like they were close when they were younger and then the conservatorship happened. And I do kind of see the point of view of like Jamie Lynn Spears. She does have her own life. And I'm not saying that that is an excuse, but I can see how if your family is telling you that Britney's being taken care of and she's in this conservatorship for herself, Jamie Lynn Spears is younger than Britney Spears. Um, so I could see how if the family was telling her one thing that she could be like, okay, well, I just need to like focus on my stuff. And if she needs me, she'll reach out, blah, blah, blah. But then she showed like, she goes on this interview and she shows these text messages where she like is supposedly checking in on Brittany, um, during that time, which some people think is fake. Um, like that the text message was fake. And so really the biggest issue right now is it seems like Jamie Lynn Spears is trying to capitalize off of Britney Spears's conservatorship, which is like the whole premise of the conservatorship ending is people not profiting off of her 
uh, off yeah. of Britney Spears yeah. um, without like her consent and also forcing her to do things that she doesn't want to do. And frankly, Britney Spears posted after the conservatorship ended that she was like, I don't think I ever want to perform again in, uh, ever in my life, which good, fine. Yeah. <laughs> she, sh she should be able to do whatever she wants. But it's, it's just the idea that despite everything that she went through, her family is still trying to profit off of this horrible thing that's happened to her. Yeah. And like, especially too, like, I don't know, man, if I had a sibling that I was close to and I knew that something like this was going on and I did nothing to help, like, I, I it, it, it just seems it, it like if I saw somebody that I cared about getting screwed over and I was just like, well, don't want to get involved because I got my own life. Like that just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, 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 like I, I saw a little bit of the interview she did the other day and like she came out, look, she, she came out looking really bad in the, in the aftermath of right. it. Um, especially because for, for one, a, a lot of the stuff that she was saying in regards to like the conservatorship and like what she knew and trying to help and all that, like a lot of stuff didn't really line up. Like right. if like when the conservatorship first happened, like she was still in her teens, I believe. So like, I, like I can understand on some level, like, okay, you're young. You might, you see the word conservatorship. You might, you don't, you don't know what that means, but you would think at some point in the what, 13, 13, 14 years that this, that this thing was in place, and the fact that it was your own your own father who was responsible for it, uh, and even with like the free Britney movement that's been going on for a number of years now, you would you would have been able to like educate yourself and and get an understanding of like what exactly is happening, especially right. because you have direct access to not only your sister but your dad who who was who was in charge. And so <clears throat> even like in that same interview. She 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 pretty much claimed ignorance, like for not for not knowing about anything that was going on. But then also says that she was trying to help um, by like advising Britney's uh, legal team and all this other stuff. Then like, okay, so how are you advising on something that you don't like if you don't know what it is and you have no knowledge of, and you claim you you five minutes ago just claimed ignorance about like stuff right. is not stuff is no. not lining up here. Agreed. Stuff is not really lining up, lining up here, and even when you're saying that you were helping, like you're not giving specifics. You're just you you you're giving like the, the vaguest things, like oh yeah, I um, you know I, I I told them that they should go to court on this for for this thing. Like you're not like give us some specifics, like what like who were who were you speaking to when you were giving when you were giving them advice? What like what ways were you were you helping? Were you like were you, in what ways were you trying to amplify whatever messages Brittany was trying to like give us some specifics on what you were trying because you you given us this like vague this super vague oh well I was just trying to help and I did good things and I love my like okay that's nice but tell us what you did because it didn't sound like you, it, you not giving us specifics makes it sound like you're just trying to you know cover your ass over not doing anything or not being not not um, or, or trying to make yourself look better in the aftermath of all her other family members looking bad now that this conservatorship is over. Well, yeah, and especially too, like, and I can speak from somebody who has a bunch of assholes in their family that love pretending like they're doing the, the oh, I, but I, but we love you. We have nothing but love in our heart. We just want what's best for you. As right. they sit on their hands and do absolutely nothing. Like, 
that is so common. Like, oh, but but I love you and I care about you. Well, where the fuck were you? What were you doing to help? Right. I'll, I'll pray for you. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Really appreciate that. That's really helping me out a lot right now. You know, like, yeah, that honestly, man, if I was Brittany, I would have been like, hey, conservatives up, bitch. I'm coming for you. Let's, let's throw down right now. Like, <laughs> you are so full of shit. Like, that's ridiculous, man. Like, that's, uh, I just, I, I feel bad for her because of this situation. And especially, right. too, like, what we ended up finding out. You know, we found out, like, how awful this actually was for her. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so as of right now, I know Brittany's lawyer um, sent Jamie Lynn Spears a cease and desist um, in regards to talking um, or making any derogatory remarks about Brittany. Um, and that's kind of where they're at right now. I do love that there's a legal definition of, hey, shut up. And it's a cease and, <laughs> it's a cease and desist. Yep. Yep. You need to shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> You've been doing a lot of talking. And uh, as far as law is concerned, you can just fucking knock it off. <laughs> can you just, can you imagine this? Like, imagine every shitty situation you've ever had with your family. And then imagine it being a legal quagmire and the entire world knowing about it. Yeah, no. Like, I. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, oh, God. Like, the, ugh, that just, it ugh, just grosses me out. Like, just thinking about it. Like, that this poor. Like, and, and that was the thing. Like, start as a child star. And like, and no one wanted to get involved. And this ties together with the same thing that we were running into when we were talking about the Joss Whedon thing is like, nobody wanted to step up and do the right thing because they were afraid it was going to ruin their career. Like they, when we were talking about Justin Timberlake and his involvement with this, like he, he obviously he wasn't like actively like trying to like shut her up. But at the same time too, like dude didn't do dick. He just kind of right. stood there. Like, it was the same thing with, like, all these people who were, like, now after the fact saying, like, oh, yeah, Joss Whedon was, was not nice. Okay, cool. Why didn't you say something when this was going on? Because, again, too, like, we're all – there's a certain amount of self-preservation that we all have where we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot and ruin our careers potentially because of that. I mean, like, we were talking about our corporate jobs that we have. How many of us have actually really stood up and been like, hey, what, what you're doing is wrong and I'm not going to stand for it? No, because we still got bills to pay. We have our own families that we have to make sure uh, are taken care of. Like, that's the shitty situation. That, um, uh, not there's no ethical consumption in capitalism. But what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, this is the the structure that we all live in. And I don't think any of us. I'm speaking pretty freely here, but I don't think anybody in this in this podcast can say that they have a nest egg because you know they have millions of dollars in their name that they can do that sort of thing. That kind of comfort and safety that comes with like generational money, you know? No. <laughs> yes, you're you're the the Rambo fortune that that yeah. so that Sylvester Stallone has has carved out for you. <laughs> the fucking gold mines in the backyard. No, yeah. there's there's nothing. Exactly. And like that's the thing that like and and I love we, we were talking about this and this kind of all ties together with, and this is essentially what we'll, we'll finish up our podcast on is just talk about like the woes of society. Um, think about like the conversations we were having earlier today about um, these are the way things are. 
And we're starting to see people in general kind of rise up and say, no, that's not right. That's not even close to accurate. Like people are questioning things way more than they ever did in the past, I feel. And I honestly, like, that's one of those byproducts of the internet, you know, because we're all connected now. We can share this information and it gets out there so much faster. Like when we were talking about the uh, When We Were Young uh, concert, with us being able to point all this information out, everybody's able to easily access it and share it amongst each other and be like, hey, yo, check this out because this is bullshit. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> right. And, like, additionally, too, like, it's... The thing that's scary about this is like how many times has this sort of thing happened to other people like Britney or any other celebrity out there? Um, and it was too late by the time they got around to them. And like, it's so easy for us to like cast our judgment on them and say, Oh, you're, Oh, this person's an addict now, or this person is, is crazy or this person is this, or this person is that but we don't know the whole story. And I'm not saying like, like I, I can name any, I, I can't, but I'm just Amanda wondering. Amanda Bynes. There you yeah, go. Amanda Bynes has one. Michelle Nichols. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The Michelle Nichols thing. But didn't that also happen to Casey Kasem as well? I can't speak to that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Surprise so, me. Yeah. Um, same thing with Stan Lee. Wasn't there like elder abuse going on with him as well? Yeah. Yeah. There was a whole thing with his, uh, I think his assistant was being a real dickhead. There was also stuff with Frank Frazetta, uh, where um, not quite in the same vein, but like his, um, I think some of his kids were trying to to take over the museum and um, take advantage of him. Jesus, it's just money is people do some fucking awful shit in the name of money, you know? Like What's even more discouraging though is the people who aren't famous who like are still in these which we had talked about a little bit on the Britney podcast that we did. Yeah. But um conservatorships that are done over just like normal people, but like people who don't have the money to have representation um or like the audience to be paying attention to what's happening to them. Yeah, like that's that sucks. Um, but no, yeah, like you said, just this happens to regular people too. Um, uh, my wife's uncle, who was the closest thing she had to a grandfather, they were super close her entire life, was um he had some he had some mental health issues, um and and wasn't that intelligent, unfortunately. He grew up in the country, um in a time when you didn't have to. So like he didn't get a, he didn't get a, a uh, high school education. He was put to work, you know, like work in the fields kind of thing. And as he got older, other people that lived in that community saw this and took advantage of it. The guy had money because he worked for Fairfax County and he like, he had like a pension and all this stuff. He wasn't like rich by any stretch, right? But he had money. And down there for those folk that didn't have any money, that was like, that was dollar signs in their eyes. And this woman basically like tricked him into signing over all of his stuff to her. And like, she was basically cashing checks in his name. And like all of the other country folk down there were basically like working together to do that shit. Like mm -hmm. this sort of thing happens to older people all the time. They get preyed on and it's, it's just like, 
it makes me so sad that this sort of thing happens. And like, nobody seems to care because again, it, it all, co it all falls back to this. Like, well, I got to do whatever I can to survive. Right. Ugh. You know, Ugh. these are the kinds of things that you create under capitalism. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, like the, there's, there's no excuse for being a bastard, but if you didn't have systems set up where you only see people as valuable based on the amount of money they have. Um, and in order to do really anything, you need to have money. You wouldn't have the same kind of desperation. There, there's a reason people laugh at the Ferengi in Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Because it's ridiculous. Like, well, why would you have to do any of these things? You just take care of each other because that's what you do. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely um, something to be said when you put people in a situation of like, like you were saying, Rambo, you need money to survive, but we're going to make it very difficult to have that money. But also you need this much money and it puts people in a situation of survival where they probably wouldn't do those things if they were uh, comfortable with their uh, financial situations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's up there, you know. It's up with up there with most crime, right. uh, at least the blue collar stuff. Um, is, I mean, well, even white collar though. Like when you when you create these artificial uh, uh, scarcities and um, and money becomes the most valuable thing, both literally and and, and uh, figuratively, um, in society and 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 social perception people will do horrible monstrous things in order to be perceived as important or valuable or worthwhile um and you know old people well they're weak they yeah. you know they they don't have the 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 mental acuity that you would need in order to to spot these things uh so of course you can take care of them take or take advantage of them not take care of them yes well, <laughs> take a very particular kind of care of them um uh i found a list a little article of other conservative chefs so amanda Bynes, Bernie spears uh brian wilson of beach boys no shit yeah uh appointed a new conservator in the 1990s after his brother carl and cousins mike and stan love i lost it against his longtime living psychologist and one-time legal guardian, Eugene Landy. Singer's family claimed that Landy had manipulated Wilson, who had suffered from schizoaffective disorder, as well as alcohol and drug abuse. They alleged that Landy never actually treated these issues and had instead misdiagnosed Wilson with paranoid schizophrenia, pushed him into a grueling fitness regimen, and was incredibly controlling. In 1990, his family appointed a new conservator and prohibited Landy from ever making contact with him again. Uh, Joni Mitchell also had a situation. Mickey Rooney... Uh, and Randy Meisner, co-founder co of the Eagles. So yeah, rich, old people being taken full advantage of. Yeah, it's just, it's, it sucks, man. But like you said, it's, it's the whole like under capitalism thing. And like they, it's, it's not fair to like make it sound like England doesn't have the same issues because they're a capitalist society as well. So let's make, be clear about this. But I saw a meme that was similar that kind of talked about this and it was it was kind of telling and sad. It was saying British game shows are like celebrities just coming on together and just laughing together. 
you know, and having a good time. American game shows are like, hey, here's this poor woman with, you know, three children, one of them who needs like this life altering uh, surgery. If she wins, then we'll give her the surgery and $10,000. If she loses, we'll make fun of her and ridicule her. And not only that, she has to embarrass herself publicly in order to win this game in the first place. And I'm like, wow, that's it's true. <laughs> accurate, but really, really fucking sad too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just like, man, why do we not give a fuck about people? <laughs> like what is, what is wrong with us that we don't give a shit about people? Um, I think Let's do this. Since we got a couple minutes here, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Let's wrap up with something a little bit more uh, upbeat um, because that would probably be a little bit more fun. Um, I want to talk about, like, we, we love talking about food here. Um, it's one of our favorite topics. We all, God, we love food. Um, what's the best thing recently that you guys have had food-wise? It can be something you've had a million times. It can be something new. Like or something that you've made, anything. I just want to hear like what you guys have been doing uh, food-wise, uh, creatively. That was uh, really delicious. If if you want, I'll start. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Wild Wings has an appetizer uh, that is everything pretzel knots. Oh my god, this! <laughs> oh my god, there's. I knew, when you said Buffalo Wild Wings appetizer, I was like, I know exactly where this is. It's just, it's just pretzel dough in a little like, like it's like a little pillow, uh, covered in everything bagel seasoning. Oh my god, it comes with like beer cheese and honey mustard. Yeah, and it's fucking delicious, and I get them every time so that I order good. them. I um. I have a big like shaker of everything bagel seasoning, and I put it on on everything. Like in my, I, in my head, you were gonna say a pretzel knots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you have a thirty-gallon drum of fucking pretzel dough. You're like, yeah, I just shake them out into my mouth. Just right in my mouth. No, like, um, yeah, the <laughs> the big. The bagel seasoning, man. I put it in eggs. I put it on ramen. I like everything, man. Yeah, that stuff is amazing. It's salt and pepper and garlic and poppy seeds and all kinds of awesome shit. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. everything. Yeah, it, it is, is everything. everything. <laughs> it is everything. Uh, Mr. Brooks, what about you recently? What have you What have you had food-wise that has just, like, knocked your socks off? I mean, nothing, really. I mean, I, the, I, I can't really name anything. I, I'm trying to think of what I ate this week. Because I definitely ate, I definitely ordered food all this week because I was feeling really lazy and didn't feel like ordering anything. But I didn't have anything particularly amazing. I mean, I had five guys yesterday, five guys, you know. Um, are you a regular fries or are you a Cajun fries guy? At five I'm guys? a yes fries guy. <laughs> <laughs> all of them, all of the fries. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a well. I mean, I got regular yesterday mainly because I got. Um, I don't know if I, if any of you have ever used uh, Saison seasoning for stuff. Oh fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got the they're basically they're like the Latin version of everything seasoning, <laughs> and I pretty much put that shit on everything. Um, so I, I I put that that was pretty delicious. But I do that every time I order from Five Guys. Yeah. So yeah, I don't like I, I don't really have anything super delicious that I've that I've eaten recently. I've just been like, I had Panera the day before, just you know Panera. Panera is always like a six out of ten. It's always it's consistent, but it's just like 
Eh, nothing, yeah. nothing knocks my socks off there. But well, additionally, my, too, like, my first, my it's frustration. so expensive. Well, not only that, but I'm particularly frustrated because, you know, they, much like Dunkin' Donuts recently, were like, huh, how can we give a big middle finger to all of our vegetarian customers? Mm-hmm. Let's remove most of their options from the menu. And add pizza, which was the weirdest thing Panera could have ever done. And the thing is, it's not even pizza. It's their flat. It's, it was just their flatbread. Cause I, I, right. I, I was, cur- I was, cur- I was curious. Cause I, 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 like, and I'm disappointed every time I get the flatbread. So I don't know why I trick myself every couple of months into being like, ah, oh, maybe it'll be okay this time. And it's like, no, I could literally make, I could make better pizza with some regular bread, some regular white bread and ragu sauce. Than this. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it's just. I was super disappointed. But yeah, like they, they, they've been actively, they, they've like gutted most of their menu. Like I used to get the Caprese sandwich from Panera, which I absolutely love. But they were just like, hey, let's get rid of that. You know, you know, you know what people want? They want our mac and cheese oh, on God. bread. Yeah, <laughs> what? they did. They like, did do that. Yeah, they have a mac and cheese. They have a mac and cheese sandwich, which is literally just there. So they, it's like their mac, their uh, their mac and cheese. Um, do you guys eat uh, like the wisps? Um, like the, the you can get like cheddar wisps at the grocery store, or like parmesan wisps. They're like I know little. What they oh, I are. I don't eat them though. I know yeah. You're yeah. So, so yeah, the the sandwich is literally their mac and cheese with some of those thrown in, and that's the sandwich. It's a weird choice. Yeah, a very strange thing like, that they've done. You know what well, goes I, good with starch? More starch. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's weird because it's like, what, like, what is, what, why, why? Like, I could, like, I definitely could see something like that at like friendlies or, but like Panera has always been based on like, oh, healthy ingredients and this. So when they're adding like pizza and that, I'm like, that just does not sound good yeah. to you. They also got rid of most, a ton of their salad options too. Cause there was uh, one of their salads that I used to, they used to get, cause it had like, it had like brown rice and falafel and like all this other greatness in it. And I, like it was, it was incredible. And now like I went looking for it the other day and like it also is gone. I'm yeah. like, with it, like, why would I ever order from here? Like, I love broccoli cheddar soup, but I'm not going to order enough broccoli cheddar soup to justify delivery. Like, well, no. And additionally, too, like we ordered Panera the other day, and I, I was, I just gotten my, um, my tooth pulled, and like I was in a shitload of pain, so I really couldn't eat a lot. So I got soup, right? Just one of their cups of soup. Like, if I remember correctly, I think Sandy was saying this: that just that small cup of soup that you get was like five bucks. It's, yeah, it's five, it's five seventy, yeah. five seventy nine. Yeah, that's some bullshit, dude. Like five bucks for soup. Yeah, then and then you tack on like another two to three if you get like the next the next size up. Yeah, and like get, you know, the, ugh, just or you can pay twelve dollars for soup in a bread bowl, which is not worth it. Like, I mean, I love soup in a bread bowl, but like that's not worth twelve dollars. And like honestly, like see now I'm talking myself into being like you know what? fuck Panera and not doing Panera anymore because <laughs> like <laughs> now I'm getting pissed. Um, yeah, like I said, like them and Dunkin' Donuts were pretty much like, hey, fuck, yeah. like if you eat, like fuck anyone who doesn't eat meat here. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that sucks, dude. And and I was thinking about that the other day too because I was like, what other vegetarian options would oh, uh, we have? Well, actually, you know, you know what, you know what I can talk about because yeah. I've I've mentioned this like 
three other times, and I, I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to do it again. Yeah. Is IHOP the best food in the world? No. Do you know where I can get my hash browns stuffed into my omelet? <laughs> you remind you remind the people all the time that I, I love, yeah. I'm I love not, that we went from like dunking on Panera for being so fat to going to, <laughs> like I, I, have, I need my omelet food with potatoes. No, like that's the thing though, is like I love trash food. Everybody Damn. here knows this. I love some garbage. But yeah. like I'm not going to Panera for garbage. No, like, no of course not. That is no. not their expertise. I'm not paying twelve dollars for garbage. <laughs> no, we are at the whole right. we the are whole at the point diner is, for a reason. This is supposed to be shitty. That includes low price. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, bingo. Exactly. It's like going to Waffle House and the bill being more than twenty bucks, like for like a couple people. You're like, no, like, no. How'd you order? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did y'all see that video of the Waffle House where apparently like a bunch of the people working there got sick or for whatever reason had to leave, and there was one person left on staff, and they were like, "Fuck it, y'all can cook your own food." Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. No. <laughs> there's there's I mean, like a TikTok or something of like half a dozen or more people behind the counter making their own waffles and shit. That is pretty on brand for, for Waffle House. <laughs> let's, let's all be, let's all be real here. That's not out of the realm. I mean, like yeah. if you walked into it, a Waffle House and you saw a customer behind the counter cooking their waffles, uh, yeah, is that, that gonna be, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, gonna be yeah, you're, yeah, he's either right. back there because there's no staff or because he fought the cook and won. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, You've destroyed the champion. You are not. <laughs> if I if I want a waffle, are you gonna make it or should I come back there and do it myself? Like yeah, it, like yeah, that's 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 par for the course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jess, what about you? What have you had recently that you uh, that you wish to discuss food wise? So I'm not. I I've been having not the best mental health time. So I haven't really. I've been drinking like Soylent, so that's not super exciting. Um, but I will say. Something that I am excited to try because I noticed this new restaurant in Richmond. So hopefully we're going to go in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's called Mochi Nut. And they have the Korean style corn dogs. Oh my God, I want to try it. one of those. Yes. I also want to try one of them. And I am going to. But they also have, it's a mochi donut, which is interesting. Um it's like they use the mochi recipe to make donuts. I don't know how that works, but um, I'm excited to try that. But the Korean hot dogs or corn dogs that they have, they have um, the original, they have mozzarella, potato mozzarella, uh, so, crispy crispy ramen, crispy ramen mozzarella, and hot Cheetos. God damn it. So, yeah, I we're going to be trying that soon, hopefully. So that is that that's going to be my input here on this little segment bit. I, <laughs> yeah, like I'm fuck, goddamn pandemic. I, I know just... it. I told you when you guys can come down here eventually, we're going we're going all out. <laughs> yes, this this needs to happen. Um so I'm trying to think of what I've had recently food-wise that has just been, like, amazing. The problem is, again, my face has hurt for, like, an entire week. Um, I made homemade chicken noodle soup yesterday. That came out pretty good. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I'm really looking for – my birthday's coming up here real soon. Um, we're I haven't decided what we're going to do, but right now we're leaning towards banchan or Thai food or something. I don't know. 
but either way, I'm ex- we're going to do something delicious. Um, I just got to figure out exactly what it's going to be. Um, but like, w- w- I see all these videos and like all of these things on TikTok all the time now of like all these delicious foods that people make, and like it just makes me want to try all this ridiculous stuff. And like, you watch these people. Also, too, I, it, there's a certain amount of it that I that I'm impressed with, but also like scared of that. Like nobody gives a shit about like calorie intake or fat content they're just like i'm gonna make this thing look delicious and i'm gonna cover it with bacon and drench it in cheese and like what the hell let's throw on a couple of corn dogs too like it's just there's zero <laughs> and 57 I, mean, I, I can't i can't i can't problems. i cannot be mad at him for that i can't fair. be mad at him either and there's a couple of them there's one dude and i wish i could remember the guy's name and i'll have to i'll we'll have to shout him out at some point but every video it's just him staring at somebody cooking and he's like what you making oh oh that guy oh, yeah. oh and he yeah. gets and he gets so excited but it's so genuine and it's not fake because there's another dude there's a, a large dude with a big beard and the large dude with the big beard is so over the top it's obnoxious there's also a guy who on TikTok who watches people prepare food and the second that it becomes too difficult or something that he doesn't want to do, he stops reacting to it. And that is really funny because it started out like somebody cracked an egg and he was like, nope, I'm done. I don't, I <laughs> do not want to do this. And it's kind of morphed it. Like, it's funny reading the comments because there was one the other day where someone was like, splitting the yolk from the eggs and he like stayed watching it and they were like this is growth this is character growth you wouldn't have done this (laughs) a month ago (laughs) so that's been a good one i've liked watching yeah there was one where the guy was like um he was like i'm gonna give up on this when this becomes too white how do you know that this has become too white people he's like when they add cream cheese to the recipe and it's like they're like in the crock pot he's like he's like so i'm gonna keep talking about this thing until they add cream cheese into the crock pot and then like he's just like so you know i've got this new book that's coming out it's gonna be this and it's gonna be available on march the 14th and then up there's the cream cheese never mind see you guys later like (laughs) i've i've completely fallen in love with tiktok like i i love that it it's something that like sandy and chelsea and jacks all had fallen in love with a while before and that was vines they absolutely loved vines because there were so many awesome there were so many creative people making vines, right? And then like vines kind of went away and TikTok has kind of been like the new, I wouldn't say extension of that, but like I love seeing some of the creative stuff that people come up with on TikTok. And like, that's one of my favorite things. I love watching people be creative and and do new and fun and and exciting and, and interesting things. Like there was this one guy who bought a, an abandoned car factory up in Detroit and like I just fell down this rabbit hole as this guy investigated the entire factory. He's like, "Yeah, I bought it, and this is how much it cost me, and here's what I'm gonna do. Hey, let's go take a look around. Hey, it used to be two factories, and actually this used to be an alleyway between the two buildings, but they just put a roof over top of it. Isn't this kind of cool?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, that is kind of cool." And like, "Hey, this is this old machinery that they left in here because for a while it was a stationary um, factory where they were making cards and letters and stuff." And I'm like, "This is." really fucking cool he's like let's go down into the basement where all the paperwork was kept and the ghosts haha <laughs> just kidding it's not actually haunted and like it's it's just it's really again uh, it's like youtube you know you just like fell down these rabbit holes of like cool people doing creative shit and like the other yeah. thing that i love about it too is you can if somebody starts spouting off and they're just like well donald trump was actually telling the truth and he was fighting all the ch- pedophiles you can just be like block unfollow like i mean you don't even have to unfollow them. All you have to do is go in there and block them and they never show up on your feed again. 
and which it's is just, wonderful. Oh, it's outstanding because you literally get to not have to be traumatized by the shit that would pop up in your feed. So it's. I will say though, TikTok has destroyed my attention span. Because um, <laughs> yep. I used to watch YouTube videos, and I like, and, and people. T- this is a whole thing that we could get into, so I'm not going to get too involved in it. But yeah. um, people talk about how like attention spans are less and less. We used to watch like TV shows for 45 minutes, and then 30 minutes, and then YouTube videos. I could watch like a 15 minute YouTube video, but now if a YouTube video is over like five minutes. Unless it's like a gameplay or something like that. If it's just somebody talking, I'm like, absolutely not. You could have condensed this into less than five minutes. So <laughs> um, I just, I lose, I, I lose that attention so fast now. And even with TikToks, now they have the option where if it's over like 30 seconds, you can fast forward it. So if I, if somebody's like story time, I'm like, let me go ahead and fast forward this. Cause <laughs> <laughs> let, let me go ahead and get to the, the ending here so I can see what's going on. But yeah, ruined my attention yeah. span. Well, kind of the way that I look at it too is like that it's the wrong medium. If somebody's looking for long form story narrative, uh, TikTok's right. not the place to do it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. TikTok's like your, your quick and funny jokes. Like, you know. Yeah, and like, oh, fuck, the Tony and Ezekiel thing, like, that is my absolute favorite thing. Jax and I do that to each other all the time. Like, it's just, like, I I don't care how many times I've seen it, it still makes me laugh every single time. Just the back and forth with that. And, like, that one, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, too, that, that, like, make their rounds, but, like, still are funny. Um It's it's just funny, like, it's, they literally have become memes themselves, because, like, you can say a TikTok, and people know exactly what you're talking about. I uh, I showed Katie a video the other day, and I was just marveling at the 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 rare and exceptional beauty that is the internet at times. Um, so, like you know, we've all seen musicians put up uh, a song or a snippet of a song, but sometimes they'll put up part of their like they'll they'll perform part of their lyrics, but then they'll keep the music playing. And it's yeah. supposed to be a duet with you, know, you. You come in and duet with them. And <clears throat> this young lady did a little kind of jazzy song. Um, and then she opened it up for a duet. And, you know, she's still on the on the video, like kind of just vibing. And this, among the many duets she got, one guy, and I think this is consistent with his entire page, like this is just what he does consistently, is stack of Space Jam DVDs. <laughs> like 50 of them and <laughs> to the beat he's space jam dvd space jam dvd space jam dvd <laughs> over and over and over and he's just like throwing them on the ground in front of him as he's saying this she then went back and reduetted with him and added a four-part harmony to his part <laughs> so she's harmonizing with him saying space jam dvd that's awesome that is the most fucking absurd thing (laughs) that is also like this wonderful collaborative like independently collaborative thing yeah like these people don't know each other yeah and it's just this really like really pleasant musical uh uh you know this little piece of music um that is totally ridiculous, and I'll never like listen to independent of the video. Yeah. But I see it, I'm just like, oh man, that's 
just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's great. Things like Peace. that are the things that are like uh, funny to think. Try explaining this to an old woman from the 1700s who died from a plague, and like show her that <laughs> video and try to explain that to right. her. And then, <laughs> try to it's explain just... this to your parents. Literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is this yeah. person? Do you know them? What is? Yeah, I don't understand. Oh. Like, why are you listening to them sing? You just made a random video with some person that you've never met before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. Um, there's certain ones, too, like, that catch on. Like, the guy who says emotional damage. Like, I oh, can't... Yeah. Uh, I... There's so many different versions of that. <laughs> I, have, I have one to the to the theme of Welcome to the Black Parade. I have one to the... <laughs> to, I have one done to uh, Pompeii. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> I, like went to the theme of Pompeii but by, by Bastille. <laughs> like it's just it's just so over the top. Like, <laughs> oh, is that the one? Um, the um, Pompeii by Bastille. Is that the one? How am I? Yeah, that one. Emotional yeah. damage. Emo yeah, yeah, I've heard that one too. Yeah, I love the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. I, so I and I just shared a link in the in the Skype of like the the duet chains yeah. where something that starts out being so wholesome and people just just <laughs> add on to it and give this give the give the original tiktok like like whole new context that has nothing to do with anything yeah yeah Fantastic. oh that's this is what sandy and i do that and like it's also very very wholesome too because most of my tiktok viewing is just animals doing adorable things that's that's like most of it <laughs> That and like babies saying ridiculous. I love babies cursing. That's one of my favorites. Like little kids just walking around and being like, like, um, the mom being like, I can't believe uh, Jada didn't show up, and little girl going like, fucking Jada, and I'm just like, yes. I think it it, it would be funny to see how different all of our for you pages would be, because <laughs> I know. I had KJ start one so that I could send him TikTok so that we could watch them at night. It's my curated list That's, of the day. We do that too. Sandy sends me them throughout the day and like I'll mm -hmm. be at work and I have like 65 notifications pop up about TikToks. But I know that that's something that we watch together when I get home from work. Yeah. It's like yeah. I get home from work. She stops whatever she's watching on TV. She's like, okay, let's watch your TikToks. And I'm yes. like, okay. Yeah. Yes. Every day. We, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I remember I had KJ make one and then when going through like a for you page that has not been like calibrated to you, it was so bizarre. <laughs> it was so chaotic. So, it was, I was like, it is chaos. KJ was like, is this what TikTok is? Cause it was all like the verified users, all the videos had like millions of views. And I was like, no, this is not, it's like family pranks, like trying to figure out what you like. But I was like this, your TikTok is not funny yet. So <laughs> we, need, yeah. we need you to like some different things because your for you page sucks. Hours, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, exactly. Mine is mostly like it's, it's people doing dumb things and people making fun of it um, or adorable animals. Like this one is a, a pug crawling into this little like, thing that it can yeah it says when cats and dogs sleep together and it shows the two cats the oh there's a third cat and they're all <laughs> and they're all and they're all friends like this is this is my dopamine this keeps me going it's like to watch adorable animals doing adorable animal things so. that and the moment that the clock strikes midnight and there's a new wordle those two things oh, yeah, yes, what's yes. keeping me going 
one thousand percent. Oh, that and for me, that and the uh, the New York Times spelling bee has also been taking up way too much of my time. Oh. What I want to watch? Yeah, so so basically, so like the way it works is they give you like seven. They, you get seven letters, and you have a central letter, and that central letter has to be part of every word that you create. And you pretty much have all day to do it because it resets. I think it resets like sometime after midnight, um, the the following day. And so like, I'll hold on, I'm gonna t I'll take a screenshot of what I've been working, the one I've been doing today. Oh, it's a game. I thought you meant that you were literally watching a spelling bee. Oh happen. yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> like a nat like a national spelling bee. <laughs> I do want to point out too that um, you guys were talking about all the awesome gaming that you're doing. Um. I don't know about y'all, but like I'm on like level like like 248 of uh, Disney Emoji Blitz. So, not trying to flex or anything, but yeah, kind of a big deal in Disney Emoji Blitz. So, <laughs> it's like it's like the only game I play. It's like it's just soothing and it's adorable. It's like it, it's it's like the most like relaxing game you can play. It's just like and every time like you move, they're like the little Disney emojis, right? And every time you move them, they smile. They're just like, hey, thanks for moving me, man. And you're like, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Stitch emoji. Like, <laughs> what I'm here for. And, like, not only that, their customer service is really good. Because, like, at one point, like, the app just broke. And, like, I couldn't. You get, like, these little daily prizes and stuff like that. And I was kind of upset because I wasn't going to get my daily prizes. So, like, I messaged them. I was like, hey, so my app broke. Um, and I haven't got my daily prizes in a while. And they're like, oh, hey, what's your ID? Like, look at this little ID down here at the bottom. And I was like, oh, it's this. And they're like, we sent you your prizes. And I was like, you guys are the best. Jesus. Like, <laughs> such good people. Oh, yeah. All of you wonderful folks out there who have been listening to this podcast, thank you very much for your time for your patronage, for sharing all of the wonderful things that we do. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll come back and we'll do more podcasts next week. So make sure you stay tuned for all things going on here uh, on the Great Geek Refuge. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming out here real soon. I know MC was working on uh, an episode of The Overflow. Uh, we're going to have a new episode of Trek Talk uh, hosted by Mariah um, and more, too. We're, we're working on cool stuff. So make sure you all stay tuned for that. Uh, for all of us here for... For our guest, uh, Jay Dilla, for MC Brooks, for James Rambo, we love you, we appreciate you, and remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!
bow and seal a pact.